guys to another episode of the rare air podcast today is going to be fire i'm so excited we actually have two people two guests on the podcast today and it's the winners of the madness tournament yes i said winners not winner for the first time ever we had a tie out of any competition ever it's crazy i'm sure we'll get into some of that but we have hunter dell and enzo kuyans and some of my favorite people i know some of your favorite people as well so Welcome, guys. We're so stoked to have you guys on. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Pretty crazy winners. You want to talk about why there's how that came about, how we got two winners out of this crazy madness tournament. So I, I still don't understand how it happened. Statistically, this is a total anomaly, and uh, nobody ever thought this could happen. And so we wanted to honor both of these teams. They both worked so hard. They both achieved truly greatness at a very unique level and so i do feel like this is such an awesome thing that we have two winners and two minds to pick here basically just so everyone knows how the madness worked for the overall grand prize winner uh it was the total rep count over the entire tournament so we added up all your reps from every single week and all your deals from every single week and then uh divided those by each other to create a overall closes per rep or cpr and, you know, when we planned the competition, you know, we, we didn't even think about the possibility of someone having the exact same rep count across multiple weeks, o- almost a month, and the exact same number of deals. Like, that's no one else in the whole tournament had the exact same final outcome number. So this was just... And it was different every week. It, it was, wasn't like it wasn't like they both had 10, 12, and then yeah. 15. Every week it was completely different. They were, like, opposite. Yeah. And it turned out to be exact same rep count. Exact same deal count, and crazy ending. And a and a tie game. And a tie game. So two winners. So Hunter from San Jose and Enzo from St. Louis, um, both had pretty pretty different routes to the championship or to the to the win, I guess. So Enzo had a very consistent, you know, high performance every single week. You know, he won. They won one of the weeks, one of the individual prizes. Um, but we're in the top three teams the entire time. San Jose had a great first week um, and then kind of lulled out for a little bit there and then I had a huge, huge, huge comeback in the last week. Um, Enzo, let's start with you. How did that go? How how were you guys able to stay so consistent throughout the entire tournament? Um, I guess there's two ways to look at it, but I'd say one thing is that we're not super good at competitions. Like in the past, we haven't really... Drive uh, for competitions. We just kind of show up like it's just work. If that makes sense. Um, and so that's kind of what we're used to doing. Just staying around one CPR, a little bit above. Um, but it was really hard for us at the end to push pretty hard. So it was, it was a little bit challenging for us to actually push because it's not what we're super used to. You had it. You had it. Um, talk about talk about the setters this year because. The the guys this year are working obscenely effective, and like especially that one week, Devin had what was it eight eight set closes in a week. Yeah, and from, so between from Saturday Devin, to Saturday, Devin, 
Landy J, Luke, all of them just Marissa, Brandon, all of them just crushed. Yeah, the the setters have been super awesome. When we implemented the setter closer model, they took it super seriously and they saw the opportunity that they had. And so in the off season, a lot of the setters are really just training super hard. They're doing lots of reading. They're running through practices. They were, you know, role-playing a bunch. It was super awesome to see. And when they came out here, they came out firing. Especially like Devin, like you were saying, he got eight, you know, in seven days. His first seven days working this year. It was super cool to see and um, kind of showed a lot of the setters that they could be be at the top. So it's been inspiring to see. Devin actually almost didn't come out, right? Or didn't come out soon, right? Or as soon as he did? Yeah. Yeah, some some of the setters, you know, last year with the other model we were having, it was really tough. Setters weren't getting paid enough. Um, and so some of the setters almost didn't come out. They were working DoorDash jobs. They couldn't afford to come out. And so we found out a way for them to come out, and it's worked out well, I'd say. Super awesome. Hunter, let's hear about your guys' experience across the tournament. Um, in that huge comeback with a one point, I think eight CPR in week three to clinch the victory in the tournament. How did that? How was the tournament for you guys? Yeah, it, it started off great. Um, taking week one, the boys were super amped up. Um, winning week one, they really wanted that Airbnb. They love experiences. So started off strong. Uh, week two slowed down a little bit. And even going throughout week three, um, it was a little bit slower during the first half of the week. And then, like Carson said, went nuclear on, on Saturday. We had the fire under him. So what, what time did you start working on Saturday? So we had a meeting at 7.30 a.m. And then we were on doors at 8. Wow. Were you waking people up? <laughs> Every <laughs> single person. I told the boys like they had never gone out early, but like I was pretty used to it. I've done that a few times already, and I usually wake people up. I was like, just tell them good morning, like it'll be fine. Um, uh, actually, the the neighborhoods were lively up in San Jose here. Like it's one of the richest cities like in the U.S. I think, and so we actually got to neighborhoods and people were like up, had been riding bicycles, like very very rich people in all wow. of these neighborhoods. So it was actually perfect. Like we were catching everybody. The 5 a.m. So club, right? Like, San Jose. <laughs> yeah, multiple pills. And, and guys were guys were fired up. So That's... I want to jump right into it. Like it, it seems like anytime there's a competition, there's always crazy stories. Like whether you hear about late night deals or throwing out, out crazy incentives or just whatever, right? So what are some of the crazy stories that you guys have from this competition? Yeah, I can start. Um, one was shout out to Owen Maple. Um, so the the whole squad is pretty young, and that was kind of what made him so hungry. Is I'm not sure if we have the youngest average age in the company, but I think it's got to be close. Our average age in San Jose is like 20 years old, and they're selling, making like 500k to a million dollars a year. Like, so shout out to them. Owen Maple, uh, he landed Tuesday, and him and Chris Charlesworth went straight from the airport, like straight to Arian, both slung a deal the same day. Like, so sick. Dang, legendary. 
so they they got us a good start on the week and then biggest thing that helped us on saturday was uh me josh and chan threw a same day bonus of 150 each per i'm not even sure if chandler agreed to this i think we just spent his money <laughs> but we were like 150 bucks every same day so it's a cumulative cumulative 450 dollars for every same day and we ended up having six same days um that day and so it was crazy saturday guys were just dropping pins saying closer come here now like come sell this like someone get here i don't know i don't care who i love so. that dude i'm gonna start getting in the discord and saying hey chandler just offered this new incentive <laughs> here's what it is i i really like that i think that so actually happened try that. i think josh josh broke me into san jose and i got roped into a, a venmo deal for davis as well so i think I, i've been with a thousand dollars on saturday oh, my word. <laughs> so but uh, all worth it great investment is what it, josh told me sure. <laughs> yeah cool on three same days that day and six deals on the week um so he, he was cashing out that day bonus that's awesome enzo what about you what are some crazy stories um well the first week i'm surprised that we even made it in because all of our reps we all got there on saturday so the first week we only worked one day um which was kind of crazy that we were able to to make it a competition and be able to average it out so that was kind of stressful that was a little bit crazy we we're like man we should have gotten here earlier because we only had one day for the first week um and then like i said we're we're not super used to competitions we're going super hard i feel like california's been doing that a lot and it's cool to see them do that um but this final saturday we were pretty down. There's only two days where we got closes. It was relatively high volume, but still only two days. And so that last Saturday, we were like, hey, we really got to go. And when we woke up, the real feel was 14 degrees. It was blowing real hard. Um, There's flurries as well. And so all the setters, we'd have a tight meeting, got out there and just knocked all day, and you'd have to go out, you'd knock for like 20 minutes, go back in your car, warm up your hands, right? Because you're just, you're just freezing. Um, but it was super cool to see people just pulling out all the stops. Like some of the setters, when they're in the car, they were talking to follow-ups and trying to set up appointments. Hey, we got a competition. We've got to beat these other guys. Um, we'll give you a crazy discount. Can we just sit with you? Um, and so we were sitting at home until super late at night. Um, Scott got a failed credit for one of them and they were trying to like personally finance it. They were on the phone with Noble and Carson and Carson was about to like personally finance this loan. Um, but then the lady freaked out. The lady got sketched out. She's like, you're trying to do what for me? Like, there's no way this is a scam. And then Scott was calling the lady and was like, hey, we just talked to our reps willing to pay for the first five years of solar if you go solar. Um, and she's like, I just feel uncomfortable. Where are all these reps coming from offering me like 10 grand? What's going on? And so she didn't believe Scott. And so this is at 11, 15 at night. Um, and then Luke, who if you know him, he's crazy. He's like, all right, I'm that's it. He wrote a check, $2,500, rolls up to this lady's house, knocks on her door, and is like, all right, I'm here, 2500 This is real. We're going to pay you. You're going to do this. And she was just fighting him on it. They were just arguing back and forth. And then he finally had to leave. And then obviously the cops got called at us at 1130. Like, you guys have to stop soliciting. You cannot be out here. It is 1130. Go home. They, they called Scott directly. 
Scott yeah. to his phone. 30. The cops called Scott? Call, cops called Scott directly to us. So I'm on the phone with Scott. I'm like, dude, is there any way? We're like, talking about just, like, buying this lady's system outright. It was a, it was a four kilowatt. Our average system size is, like, ten. Ten, yeah. And so we're like, let's just... Like we, figure it out. we have to win every comp this year. We're yeah. winning every fetching comp. Like if it comes down to this dude, I'll pay twenty grand myself. Like we're fetching doing this dude. Yeah. And um figured it out. But yeah, and she was so sketched out. And then as we're on the phone, he's like, dude, I'm getting a call. Like this this probably isn't good. I, I like hopefully it's her husband, but whatever. Illinois number. It's probably. Illinois number yeah. is the cops. He's like, dude, you guys gotta stop. Go You're knocking on people's doors at eleven thirty at night, offering them twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> like so, this is crazy. That's a actually a pretty cool cop. Just to be like, hey, we gotta so add, cool. like that's that's so best cool. case scenario. Yeah. I feel like best case for sure. Also, I hope that doesn't give any reps any ideas. Like, because in California, they could sling a two kilowatt at a, at a super for low sure. price and just pay for that victory. <laughs> two kilowatt. And so, what was the temperature like during these days? I mean, how cold has it been out there? Is so, it raining? Has it been snowing? What's it like? Yeah, so it's been raining quite a bit. Um, it's, it hasn't been too cold though, like in the forties when it's been raining. Um, but there was just a big cold front that came through the central, central United States, I guess. And on Friday and Saturday, that's where it got really cold. So the high was 28 degrees. Uh, that was high. So in the morning, you know, it was 18 degrees and just blowing. So it was, it was brutal. It was really rough. Insane. Yeah. You don't think about that if you're in California, but the high you're talking about the high. That's a crazy number. So, yeah, they were out battling it. Well, one thing I think we're all curious, people listening, is why, how did you guys win? Why are you guys different? What makes you different? I think from the outside, when I watch you guys, I look at your teams and there's a setter leader. There's somebody out leading from the front, knocking with the setters all day, every day. And to me, it, that looks very obvious. But, but what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think my biggest shout out is to um, Angel and Josh Mon. Like they, they know their guys. It's a small squad of about nine of us out here, and they know their guys really well. They know like what makes them tick. It's like while I'm newer to leading these guys and I'm doing my best, like knocking doors and everything. I think they really know. Like on top of that, they really know their guys. They know what makes them tick, and so shout out to them for just knowing their guys and uh being able to help me implement that to get them fired up to get them excited to really like propel ourselves forward and get them hungry what do you think enzo yeah for for us we've had some really solid people leading from the front as far as setters go so luke obviously he's leading the team um, he's just super, super contagious energy. He's always excited. He's ready to get after it. Super competitive, right? He'll stop at nothing. Um, and then also Devin, just really talented, really skilled, showing everyone what training can do. Um, and that's been really cool. And I think something that took us apart in general as a team, it's been really cool to see the closers and the setters come together. We're all just in one group chat. Um, and just seeing the, the closers be super supportive of the setters just cheering them on the whole time while in deals and whatnot. Um, and just realizing how important the setters are, right? There's, we don't have any arrogant closers that are like, I'm super important. Like if we didn't have the setters, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do what we can do. 
Um, and it's been really cool to see that team dynamic together. Um, just everyone supporting each other, being super stoked, the incoming closes from Enterflow. Um, and just, just, yeah, everyone's super excited and supportive together. Just, and I'm not looking for a specific answer. I want you guys to be very genuine and honest with this, but would you guys have won the competition if you, we weren't doing the setter closer model and it was more of a self gen, more kind of like a last year model. What's your thoughts on that? That's a good question. Uh, seeing that only, only a few self gens went in and just purely, I think Saturday is a true, uh, test and, um, show of how good the setter closer model is because all day it was like, while the closers were just flooded with appointments, just like going through, going through the setters are also doing that work. So while if you had people self-genning, you'd have all the setters sitting in appointments, um, or all the self-genners sitting in appointments that could have also been having setters for them working while they're working. So. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe it would have been different CPRs, but I think the setter closer model just on Saturday just showed how you can just double the work and just double the production, um, leveraging both people's times at the same time. Hunter, what was uh, your production on Saturday? How many reps, how many deals went in on Saturday? Uh, we had nine reps, seven deals. So almost a one CPR in one day. One you knew day. the answer to that, didn't That's you? Insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's so insane, dude. That's freaking sick. That qualified, dogs populated, and they got cold feet. So we were, if those two would have just signed, we would have had the one CPR on Saturday. Oh, so hey. that was midday, so guys were, were bummed, but they just got right back in the saddle. Oh, a large amount of those were same days too, right? I think so. so I, I paid for them. So. <laughs> How many were same days? All but one. Six out of seven were same days. Wow. Dude, freaking sick. Yeah. One thing I think just to add here is the power of Saturdays alone. Like there's a setter closer model, but so many people have had major days on Saturdays this year. Enzo, you were just saying that one day that you guys had the first week of the competition was a Saturday. And so... For me, I'm more of a fan of Saturdays and taking Mondays off just because that's when people are home. Like you were saying, Hunter, everybody was alive early that day on a Saturday in those neighborhoods, right? It's just when people are home from work. My biggest days, I've had two five days, and both of them were on Saturdays just because I knew I could stack everybody up and both people would be home in the couple. So it's really cool. Um, Enzo, what are your thoughts on that? Um, to be honest, I don't know if it would have changed our CPR very much. Like last year, we almost only did um, self-genning, but we always did pretty consistently above one CPR. But what it did really change was our volume, where our team was a lot smaller. It was a way harder to keep reps. And so we were able to recruit a lot more and keep a lot more people, keep them a lot more excited when, when they were getting paid more as setters instead of just wanting to transition to self-genning. So I think it's a lot more sustainable. I don't know if it would have changed our CPR necessarily, though. Yeah, I that's something that I've been kind of seeing as well as I think the setter closer model is going to be great for recruiting and retaining reps. Um, but I think what truly is going to change the the volume of deals this year is the leader's ability to get down and yeah. set deals and lead from the front truly. So and that was kind of something we, we plan in power 2.0 all around the 
let's retain the guys and help people make more as rookies and as just increase our overall rep pay, maybe minimize the, the closer setter pay gap a little bit, but keep everyone on board and keep everyone happy, pay everyone more. And then let's help them produce more by putting a leader, you know, behind the wheel and really lead from the front. And that's kind of just to pick on Hunter for a second. He's like one of the, one of like, I think the poster child examples of a senior team lead, like, he is not closing deals almost ever. I don't think he's, I think he's closed maybe one or two deals this year, but the rest have all been set closes. What has that been like? Have, I mean, and you can brag about yourself right now, Hunter, don't be <laughs> humble, but like how because your team did great in the, in the competition. They did fantastic, but how have, how has leading from the front and truly setting and showing your guys how to do the job been helpful for your team in comparison to years before where you are more of a closer role? Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, as far as like closing deals, it's funny. The first and only deal I've closed was on that Saturday. Um, all our closers were in sits, and my first set of the day was at 6 p.m., and it was like about to be the clock, and I knew Josh was still like closing one. So I was like, I got to go. I got to go close it. I got to hop back in the saddle. I was like, I haven't given a closing pitch in like seven months, but let's just give it a shot. Wow. And yeah, I was with the dude for like two hours, but I got that one done. <laughs> and I told my guys like, I'm not closing anything this year. I'm just sticking to my role. I'm setting, you know, I'm setting appointments. Like that's my role. Um, and I think that's helping for sure. I I don't want to brag because I think I was handed a, a group of just like studs that are dialed in and ready. They just need a little bit of an oomph or a, a little bit of a push because they're you know 20 year olds that like want to have tons of fun don't want to miss out on experiences and so they can produce at a really high level and they can produce kind of with ease they can go out they can set appointments and um they can make stuff happen they just need a little bit of push and i think that's all i am i think i'm just a little bit of a push i'm just a slight guidance as like let's go this way let's do this here's how to do this here's how to improve a little bit and then they learn super quick so i think that's what it comes down to it's a humble dude because like if you anyone that did alarms or pest like my my leader who in in my first year of alarms was like he set the bar where like everyone was trying to chase at or what everyone was trying to catch up to or get to it's like being being a leader and someone who's just like showing everyone where the bar is at constantly is so powerful. Like there's a freaking reason that these two teams are in the or won the madness. I think that's yeah. actually kind of sick. Like if if anything, our first team tournament where there in the first ever tournament where there was a tie, I think it's pretty sick that the two teams had leaders who were setters that won. Yeah. And like they were on the doors all day in 14 degrees, whatever getting it done i think that's pretty sick and like it, it really does like if if you're thinking about yourself as a brand new rep and your leader is out there with you and you're chasing after them they're the first person to put in the selfie last one like that's what you're trying to chase after and i think that's pretty awesome it's a great time to recognize luke right and yeah. what luke's impact has been on that team because he's he's that guy on the setting side yeah. 
And so I don't think we could talk about this without bringing up Luke because he's yeah, and like phenomenal there. To totally highlight Luke, like Luke is like sending me motivational quotes. He's dialed. And like it's so dialed. Like he, he motivates every single person that is affiliated with him. Like yeah. every single person. And I'm 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 a I'm a couple people away from him. And like he's sending me motivational quotes and he's texting me at the beginning of the week. Scott Schwartz too, like Enzo everyone, but like Luke's like, all right, this week we're getting the first one for Relentless on this or whatever, Empower East. Yeah. And on Saturday, he's like, all right, we're getting this win for Relentless. Like, we're doing it, whatever. And it's like five, six o'clock. We just have to close these next four sets. Like, constantly just he's, motivating he's everyone around. Totally yeah, leading. He's yeah. leading. And like him going to, as funny as it is, and that's like, dude, Luke's crazy. Like, he is out of his mind. And I think people have to be like that in order yeah. to be great. Yeah. You know, uh, Elon Musk's wife talks about that in a TED Talk where she's like, she's like, you're crazy until you accomplish it. And then it just means that you were right or you're a genius, whatever. Yeah. And like Luke is just totally always pushing the boundaries. I mean, knocking on this lady's door pretty much at midnight to try to give her a check for 2,500 bucks. And like Scott was already like, dude, it's, it's done. Like yeah. I tried twice. It's it's done. Luke's like, where's your house at? I set this appointment. Like, I've got the check in hand. Yeah, <laughs> just so in it. I love it. Love love the leadership by Luke. He's not surprised me. He's just really impressed me, though. Really impressed me. There's that quote that says, "Light yourself on fire and let everyone watch you burn." And that that reminds me of Luke. Like, wow, he's just so in. Yeah, and he's just going for it. I know. And it, it's 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 that tide, right? It's that tide that's bringing every other ship up with it. And totally. So, Guys, I wanted to ask you, for leaders, when people see teams win competitions, the first question they usually ask is, how did you get your team to get up? How did you get your team to perform at a high level? Like everybody, anybody that's leading, whether it's a setter team or closers or even regionals, they would love for their team to have the CPRs that you guys have had. So what did you do to get the whole team involved in and to perform at that level? What advice would you have for other leaders? Um, I would just say, give them something to be hungry for. Like my guys, their big motivator was, was strictly because they saw San Jose as like a really hard market because of the demographics or the income level versus their age. As far as they're like, we need to prove that like in a hard market, even though we're all like 20 years old, fresh out of high school, whatever that we can go and we can sell more deals than, than anyone in the company. Like they just had some to prove and that's what i think had the, had the most fuel like i've never seen these guys want to win something so bad um that was that was the major fuel behind it awesome what about you enzo um i would just say culture just everyone again with the the setters and the closers supporting each other everyone was bought in um, even in our last week, we had a guy who was making excuses. He was kind of slowing people down. He was supposed to drive people to area, but he was, you know, doing other things instead. Um, and like after that first day of that happening, we just let him go immediately. Um, not not worth a number, not worth a CPR, not worth you know bringing other people down. And so it's not fair to have people that aren't working as hard as others when we're all trying to win something. So 
Um, I think just having a good culture where everyone's in it to win it, there's no exceptions. And if you're an exception, you should probably go somewhere else, you know, find a different team, find a different job, whatever it is. It's not why we're here. Is there anything that you guys learned from just yourselves or watching your team throughout this process? Because the team performed at a higher level than normal. And so did you guys have any like takeaways or anything that you observed during this process? Um, one thing you already mentioned was just Saturdays. We've come to realize how big Saturdays are when we really push for them. Uh, like Scott used to be gone for Saturdays. And when he saw like how many same days we were throwing down, he totally changed his schedule um, to make it so that he flies in at 4 a.m. on Sunday so that he doesn't miss Saturday. Wow. So it's kind of changed our strategy a little bit. You realize that Saturdays are a big deal. We can't sleep on Saturdays. Yeah, after that big Saturday, Scott flies out 4 a.m., sends us a picture of him at church just like a few hours later. And that's his schedule now. Like, Scott runs the craziest schedule. We did this last year. He's going to be probably the top rep at the company this year, but, like, runs a crazy, crazy schedule, works less days than everyone, and still, like, does what he does. It's pretty freaking incredible. Yeah, so so context around that for people listening is Scott's constantly commuting from Utah to Illinois and, going back and forth. He has a family, he's married kids and he's making this job work while also making a family work. And yeah, it's pretty inspiring. Yeah. What about you, Hunter? What did you learn about yourself or your team? I mean, these guys I've, you know, we've been working with on Hill and, and, and Josh and Owen and, and the whole crew since I think it's three years now, this is their third, wow. this is their third year. They started when they were 17 and 18 wow. years old. Incredible. No. And, uh, In high school or what? Yeah, I think uh, some of them were yeah, still in high school. Some of them are, had just graduated That's like so the month before, sick. and then they came out to Tracy. And Hunter was there, and that was Hunter's first year as well, and that was my first year here. And Wow. And it was just the, the OG Tracy boys. And to see them now throwing up almost two CPRs, I think this is their biggest week ever, though. So what did you learn about yourself and, and your team this week from the, from the tournament? Yeah, we just learned more about the potential of like what we have in the gas tank, like what we're capable of doing. Um, I agree with Enzo too on Saturdays as well. Like my, our morning meeting at 7.30 was just like, losing is not an option. Like we were, we were doing the math. It was like, we need three deals to tie them if they bagel on the day. Like, are they gonna bagel on a Saturday? No, probably not. Cause like, so we need six deals today to be like safe to win it. So the, the goal was six deals today. I was like, losing is not an option. I was like, you, the appointments have to be today. Like, tell them, like, whatever it needs, like, the deadline's today. This is the last day to do solar. Like, you know, the world is the world is ending today. I was like, it. the appointments just have to be today. And before Saturday, we, we had not nearly as many same days. So I think that was the biggest thing we learned, just how, like, whenever we need something to happen, they can make it happen. So it's just the urgency of it and actually doing it. Because we set a goal for six and we hit seven purely because we needed for it to happen. So I think that was the biggest thing is like how much are we are we holding back because of like what we don't think we're capable of. That's awesome. I think I think one thing that I've learned from this tournament watching both these teams is is 
if you're if you're a leader for, of another team right now, scratching your head and you know saying, you know, we're doing setter closer model two, but we only had a point five or point seven five this week. You know, why is it different for them? Um, I I just want to reiterate so everyone can really take away something from this from this episode is that the setter closer model, will, in my opinion, will help you retain your guys for longer. But if you want to throw up deals and volume like these guys are, you got to get out there and show your guys how to do it. Yeah, you got to lead from the front. And so watching watching Enzo and Luke and and Hunter and and Onhel and and Josh and Colhone and all those guys. Colhone had what uh, five set closes that uh, day, right? Six on the week. Um, he had four that day on Saturday. Four set closes um, on Saturday. Four of the six, right? Yeah. So it's just like get the out there and show you guys how to do it, and they will go and try to catch up with you and maybe even outperform you. And so that's why these guys are doing what they're doing. So hopefully everyone can take that away from this episode. Yeah, and and like even last year, just to just to highlight on that too, like because Enzo was the was in the the top office leaders last year. I think he like tied another yeah. another guy, Mickle or something like that, yeah. for the top top like offices or whatever. Um, and like Enzo would on some weeks knock more doors than some of the setters, but he also had like six closes, yeah, like, <laughs> like knocking freaky. as many or more doors or even more hours. And like, it, and like, I, I want to be like super clear. It's not that I'm like holding him to a high standard as a leader. Like Enzo's like obsessed and is just like doing it himself. Like he just like has knows what he's capable of and maxes out the, the exercise that you did with us, where you're like, hey, raise your hand. Okay, now raise it higher. Where you're like going 100%, like actually 100% instead of 60, 70, 80, 90%. Um, I think it's like really cool. Like something that, you know, Hunter said on a call yesterday was he was like, dude, it opened my eyes to what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. You know, like what that 100% is. And it's something that like I work directly with Enzo and like I've worked with him for a couple years now. And like Enzo's always gone 100%. That's something that's been really cool, and, and like his team is doing that. Just it's really cool to see what people are capable of as they reach for 100. percent And it, it blows your mind when you actually go at 100. percent What we can do. Yeah, yeah. We actually max out. Max out. We're seeing the impact right here with these two teams, guys. We have the Mountain Ops competition coming up, and I I believe, at least to my knowledge, that this is the first time I've seen in any door to door company where they've worked with a third-party company to come in and co-sponsor an event. Just like, you know, we would see with athletes or sporting events where Mountain Ops is is sponsoring this event, and they're going all out. The prizes for this competition, the grand prize, like when we were talking about it yesterday and Lyman was telling us, I'm like, dude, I freaking I want go. that. So I want to be there. Like, I'm so, so <laughs> jealous of what's at stake here. And so... This is an incredible competition starting. What advice would you guys have for all the other teams and individuals getting ready for this competition coming up in two weeks? Yeah, just start um, start preparing them for, for long days. I would say that would be the biggest thing is your guys like Chandler. He texted me, um, what was that? I think the like the Monday before uh, on the last week of the madness and he was like if we want to pull this out like two cpr like 10 hour knocking days like get ready for it 
Um, so I would say in, in a big wave setter comp where um, there are the mountain ops where there's going to be a big prize on the line and it's all around the setters, just get ready for long days, hundreds of doors. Nice. Love it. That expectation is important, you know, getting ready for that. It's like a lot of us did that five day fast and going into that, I was honestly preparing that this was going to be the hardest thing in my life and it wasn't. And then I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. So I think if you can have a good expectation, like this is going to be so incredibly difficult, you're going to be a lot more ready for that. Do you have any thoughts, Enzo? No, same thing. I mean, I'm prepare for it. There's going to be a lot of people that for a long time. Yep. That, at that same level, there's not a there's not a rule set. It's not like you can start at nine a.m. You can only start at ten a.m. Like you can you can go when you can go. Um, and then just gotta watch out for dead fish, of course. But other than that, nothing. <laughs> well, I guess in closing, one thing I want to say to you guys is, you're both leaders that I look up to so much. You're both some of the best leaders. I think are the best followers, and both of you guys are on this constant quest of just learning and always getting better in every aspect. And so I love following both of you guys and just watching and learning. And, you know, I I spoke to both of you guys individually this year. I spoke to Hunter last night and I just, both of you guys have gave so much credit to your team. So if you're on either one of these teams, I mean, Hunter's been saying, look, it's on hell. It's Josh. Like he's been giving them the credit for this win it, when we speak to Enzo, he's been talking about Scott and Luke and everybody else. And so I just think it's so cool that, I mean, you're true leaders that are giving everybody the credit for this win and not taking it. And uh, there's a reason why you guys won. And I genuinely look up to you guys and appreciate your leadership. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. See you.